building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Okay. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Hi, Angela. Hi, Patty. How are you? I'm good. I'm just getting excited about being live and uh, our topic today, our topic today for building relationships, better ones at home and at work, is what is being authentic? Okay, so I'll talk a little bit about what I think and I believe being authentic means. A truly authentic person doesn't put on a mask and become someone they are not. Not changing just to fit in with others. It is being able to walk their own path and follow their own dreams, not someone else's dreams for them. They express their true thoughts, feelings, and views without apologizing. An authentic person recognizes their faults, weaknesses, failures, and shortcomings. Being authentic is having integrity and being true to oneself and others. And that's what I think being authentic means. Thank you, Patty. And can you share about how being authentic operates for you in your coaching service? Like your logo has the butterfly. Can you talk about the logo and how does that connect to what is being authentic? Well, the butterfly represents to me transformation um, into your true self, following your heart and no longer pursuing what everybody else wants for you. Spreading yourself out of your comfort zone and to be free to be the person that you're meant to be following your passion, being who you're really meant to be, not what somebody else wants you to be. And that's what the butterfly represents to me because the caterpillar starts out the caterpillar and grows and then spreads its wings and flies. And it's so beautiful. And the caterpillar... It's beautiful to see people when they're really, truly being themselves. Um, what comes to me when you mention the caterpillar is that when the caterpillar is a caterpillar, it actually has no idea of the butterfly. It has no concept of it, image of it. It's, it's in its DNA, but it doesn't mm -hmm. actually have a knowing of it. So can you also tell people just how the butterfly logo was given to you, how it came to you from? Well, um, I knew that that's what I wanted for my logo was a butterfly. And I love the colors of teal and blue and um, purple. And I asked my son if he could do the logo for me. And I wanted the antennas with the little hearts to show following your heart. <clears throat> 
So my son actually made my logo for me. He's a graphic design artist, and um, he created it the way that I pictured it in my mind. But my mother also wrote a book um, about a girl who loved butterflies and how she would chase the butterflies. And um, I think that's me <laughs> uh, chasing chasing what you what you want in life and living life to the fullest. And with your coaching services as well, one of the reasons behind building better relationships at home and at work was that through your leadership experience, you worked a lot with people building relationships in the work environment <clears throat> where a lot of people are not authentic, right? Because in the work environment, you have to, uh, you kind of have to play the game. You have to, fo you have to follow the group as well and you have to please your superiors but you've worked a lot in the work environment, um, in your own work environment as well, to help your colleagues and the people you supervise to become more authentic in the way that they related. So now with your coaching, you're also uh, helping individuals to do that. So you might you worked in, a, in the executive and leadership field for quite a while, but now you're mo moving full-time into coaching and becoming, in a way, more authentic in who you are and how you serve others as well. Uh, and if people wanted to find out more about the coaching packages, because you've got some really good offers at the moment, how can they find out about those, Patty? We'll have them in the, in the Facebook um, notes, and they're pretty affordable. A lot of people think that coaching isn't affordable, but it is affordable, and it can make to, uh, figure out where you're stuck in life or help you with wanting to be uh, better in different areas of your life, whether it's leadership, whether it's um, at home, work-life balance, getting promoted, those kind of things. Coaching really helps with that. So I do have some affordable packages that I'm offering for this Facebook Live group. Great. So I have some noise in the background here in Australia. They're chopping down a tree and I'm sitting here laughing, going, what's all that about? I wonder. I'm going to share um, what has been authentic through the lens of my logo for Love and Relationship Coach. If you're watching the Facebook Live, you can see the lotus flower there in my logo. And the lotus, the way I work with um, authentic love, and being authentic, the lotus actually represents the flowering of the heart. So this is actually the spiritual heart. And when I work with relationships, whether it's your personal relationship to yourself or love relationships with between family members or with a love partner, a lot of people come from a very mundane, I call it mundane level of love. Like, I'm angry at this person because they did this. I love this person because they do that. It's a very simple version of love. But when you work with the flowering of the heart through meditation or just deeper connection to yourself, you don't have to sit all day and meditate to connect to yourself. You can just become deeper and deeper connected to your heart through movement, through dance, through listening, through breathing and focused breathing and also just um, seeking understanding 
of yourself and others. That is good at the best place to start, just looking to understand others in your relationships. What happens is the heart starts to flower and you get to higher forms of love. And this is what I see as the authentic self. All the other stuff in relationships where we're pointing fingers and pulling people down or trying to make people fit into a box, that's not being authentic. That's actually a very lower form of human connection. It's what I call sometimes the emotional body or the mental body. So the lotus in my logo represents that flowering of the heart, which is your actual authentic true self. It's your spiritual self coming through your personality. And it happens every day, but we often don't pay attention to it. So building better relationships with Patty and, and myself is bringing you more awareness to that, like how to, to, to bring that true authentic self out and to see the strategies that will support that for you. Um, so the other pieces I, I wanted to share about what is being authentic in terms of, of love relationships, um, a lot of, in especially personal relationships, this is different to maybe the work environment slightly, so Patty, I want you to, sh to help us with that work environment. But in the personal relationships, what is being authentic is sharing yourself without forcing others to agree with you or validate you. So, for example, if you're in a, a love relationship and you're constantly seeking your partner to, to find you attractive or to respond in a certain way to you, that can kind of be seeking validation. So sharing without expecting that your partner behaves in a certain way is really big in terms of being authentic. Um, being authentic in love relationships is also sharing without proving you're right or anyone else is wrong. You're just sharing because you're sharing. That's who I am. Uh, being authentic is also sharing from your heart because you want to actually inspire others. Love is about, oh, I really want to give something and share. So it has an energy to it. Um, and especially in personal relationships, it's sharing to get that understanding. So if I don't understand someone in a relationship, a friendship, I'm sharing to say, hey, I don't understand. Can you help me understand? Can you tell me about this? So it's open questions or discovery questions to get to know each other. Um, and then the other piece about being authentic is like sharing your emotions in a way to communicate something very clearly, such as in anger. So we're going to talk about this more a bit later. But sometimes being authentic with anger is really important because it can shift a stagnated or an unconscious energy in a relationship. And, yeah, we're going to talk about emotions and anger later and how to, to share authentically without blowing off your friends. <laughs> Taking a quick break for our sponsors. Or your workmates. And, Patty, I've shared about that um, being authentic in... Um, personal relationships and love relationships. Can you can you give more examples about how that may be a little different in the work environment, considering at work where we have different outcomes or goals for the workplace? 
Sure. So let me give you an example of not being authentic. <clears throat> Say your boss comes up to you and says, can you stay late tonight? I, um, I need you to help me with something. And you have plans, but you decide to go ahead and say yes. And the plans were your child has a baseball game or softball game or soccer game, and you were supposed to show up there for support. And you go ahead and say okay to your boss because you want to please your boss. And you end up not pleasing your family because you're trying to please your boss. Then there's where you say yes to your boss on a project and you don't complete it because you have so many other tasks and it never gets completed. You're not being authentic because you're not telling them, I have too much, I have too many priorities and I can't get it finished in the time that it needs to be finished. So to me, that's not being authentic because you're really not voicing your true self. And you're doing this because you don't want somebody else to get the project. Is that really being fair to your boss, to yourself, and to your coworkers? So those are some examples of not being authentic in the workplace. Okay. Sound back up. Um, so one of the things that you're sharing at work, we go into people pleasing mode. Uh, you're an expert at working with people places. Uh, and one of the motivating factors at work, and this also happens in personal relationships, we, we go into people pleasing because we're more worried or in our heads, we're thinking that if I say yes to doing something that I don't want to do, this person will like me. We're more worried about somebody liking us than actually being honest. We're more concerned about um, saving face. So if I say no to my boss, what will the boss think of me? Or if I say no, or if I take that job, I won't disappoint my boss. So we're really worried about how we look, how, how we come across. And that's also in personal relationships. A lot of what we do when we um, fear face losing face we try to uh, cover up our true authentic self with what we think our loved one wants and we, we waste a lot of energy that way um, so there's one more piece around personal relationships that I wanted to to address which is very much connected to again um, how we think people should behave. And it's one of the strategies I've noticed. Say, for example, you're worried about losing face in a personal relationship or a professional one. You end up doing sabotaging behaviours like 
criticising other people. Instead of looking at, say, in your case, example of uh, not being authentic in the workplace or saying yes when you really don't want to say yes or because you feel you have to say yes, what happens in personal relationships when we operate from that fear, we actually start getting angry because we're not being our authentic self and we start blaming our parents, our loved ones, our partner, children, grandparents, all sorts of people. We start pointing fingers because we feel like we can't be honest or we feel like they're forcing us to play a certain role that we, we don't want to play. And what I've noticed a lot is that people uh, end up claiming they're being their authentic self when they vent their disappointment. So, for example, I get a lot of clients who are dating and they're with someone who can be quite um, destructive or quite distant, someone who can be more physically um, destructive or quite distant. So they spend a lot of their energy criticising that person rather than actually saying if you're in the dating phase of the relationship, the real question at that point is, do I want to be with that person? Right. That's the real question in the dating phase. Do I want to be with that person? Yes or no. It's it's pretty, there's not really a grey area, but our emotions, because we're so invested in having people like us, instead of being our true self, we want, we're more invested in someone liking us and staying around or for some of us, it's actually even more sad. It's like, I just don't want to be alone. I want someone around physically. So we keep someone around who's perhaps distant or we start, we still engage in the texts back and forth. Um, or worse, someone who's actually quite mean, we'll keep them around when really it's about you. Do you want to be with this person who's mean? Yes or no? There's no grey area in that scenario. Um, but the emotions will do that because we're so invested in, in people liking us versus being our authentic self. And the other piece besides dating is when we're in a relationship, people often complain about their spouse. And I've seen this quite a bit. They'll complain and complain and complain for many years about their spouse. It can be a, an ongoing issue. Rather than actually going inside and going, well, what am I upset about and what am I feeling is the habit has become very common for people to blame, 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 which actually doesn't allow your heart to go inside and connect to what am I really upset about and what is this trying to get me to go deeper into? That's what the whole point of... What is it telling me? What is it telling me? Am I looking within myself? What am? Why is it... Why is it causing that? Yeah. So the thing that I find really interesting is how do you, when you are in a relationship, stop complaining? Because it's one of the hardest things I've noticed with clients and get people to really connect to their heart. Um, there is um, another habit that's happening on the internet recently too about just complaining and venting about people um, yeah have you heard um about ranting I social media rant haven't heard about it patty but can you explain what that is because i'm a bit not up to date with those things 
I guess it's people that are upset about something or don't like something and they get on the camera, Facebook Live or Instagram or one of the other social media, and they start to rant about what they don't like. Okay. And what's the purpose of the rant? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> to me, I think that just hurts people when you, when you do that, when you rant about something in your life or something that's going on or something that you don't like. But that's me personally. A lot of people like to watch that, I guess. So what do Why you, do you think that is? Yeah, I, there's two pieces there. Why do people like to watch someone ranting? One, one of the things I've experienced is when you watch someone ranting, it can actually help you access the hurt or unexpressed anger, pain, whatever you have inside. And you may not be able to verbalise it, but here's someone verbalising it. Kids do that all the time. If you see someone expressing something, you start to feel it as well. We're all built that way. Um, but it is quite damaging. And there there is one illusion about being authentic that I wish to clarify today and dispel forever. But it's not authentic to just vent your emotions. That's not being authentic. Some people say now, I'm just expressing myself. I'm just being ex authentic. It, it's not being authentic. You're venting your emotions. And I like, I think ranting is an honest term. You're having a rant. Uh, it's, it is, I agree, Patty, it is quite destructive. And one of the strategies I do with clients, if they're experiencing emotions. <coughs> Pardon me, I have a cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got the construction <laughs> and Patty's got the cold. Um, so one of the things with ranting or venting emotions is to write it on a piece of paper, get out all your emotions and then burn it. Or if you're really upset, Put it in a voice recorder and delete that voice recording and as you delete the voice recording actually think that you're deleting that energy you're you're transforming that energy and you're giving it back to the universe to recycle that energy anytime you speak and put energy out into any relationship or any environment or any anywhere the internet your house driving your car and cursing people that's actually putting energy out there and we're only just beginning to start to really see the impact of that people still don't get it they think they have the liberty or the right to do that first amendments whatever you call it you do have the right but it doesn't mean that energy won't come back to you so in terms of energy work if you have any emotional energy rather than just venting it willy-nilly take responsibility for it put it on a piece of paper and get it all out, burn it or put it on an audio recording and then delete it with the intent that that energy gets transformed. And then you'll find things will start to shift and you won't have such uh, negative things happening or random strangers yelling weird stuff at you because you're not putting out negative energy. Um, it's the same in the, in the workplace um, say that you're really angry and you're writing an email to a coworker or a project that you're working or something like that. And you write it out and it's walk away. Don't hit that send button. 
get it all out, write it all out, but then come back about 10, 15 minutes later, delete it, rewrite it in a calm fashion, compassionate fashion. I think we've all done that where we've gotten mad and we've sent an email and we've regretted it. it you don't want to do that. Also, you know, always journaling is a great way to get out of motion. So I really recommend in the workplace that you have a journal where you lock it up, but somewhere where you can get out some of your emotion that you're feeling because especially if you're a very passionate person and you're very driven, you have a lot of emotion towards your job. So I really recommend that you have a journal and don't send an email that you're going to pay for later because it will come back to you, like Angela said. <laughs> and we've all seen that happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, we learn the hard way. So really, really think about what you're writing and the intent that is behind that. Yes, the emails we wish we never sent. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> So we would really appreciate your feedback on what we've shared about the ranting, the venting on social media. Our next podcast on Facebook Live is going to be about technology and relationships. I'm going to talk about how um, technology impacts the actual physical body and intimacy, how to feel. And uh, we'll talk also about anything that you have to share about how technology has impacted your relationships at work or home and uh, if you have any feedback on what we've shared please comment or contact us and let us know we'd love to hear uh, and so thank you for listening to building better relationships with Angela and Patty send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the anchor donate button we really value your feedback Oh, 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 oh,